Hello, hello, and happy Sunday to all of our HOD podcast listeners. We are back once again with another podcast, and we are thanking all of you guys for coming in, tuning in, sitting back, listening to another one of our podcasts. We are definitely grateful and thankful for another Sunday that God has allowed us to see, another week that he has brought us through, and another week that he has brought us to. We hope that you guys are all doing well. Um, We uh, pray that you are all in good spirits, um, that God is definitely keeping and protecting you. And if you're listening to this podcast, we pray that you are all uh, living, enjoying, relishing, and just taking in everything that God is allowing us to do. Um, He has definitely blessed us to see another year. Uh, definitely wasn't promised, definitely was not guaranteed, definitely wasn't something that we knew would happen, but we are definitely thankful and grateful that God chose and saw fit for us to be here to see another day, to see another year, and to make it to another Sunday. Um, We uh, are still definitely keeping uh, the entire facing uh, Seabury. Uh, Leach family um, and all other family members who are connected who are uh, still um, going through the grieving process of our passing mother Ada Ruth Faison um, who we laid to rest on this past Thursday Um, she definitely looked as if she was laying there asleep So we know that she was definitely resting in the arms of God. And uh, we thank all of you for your prayers, for your words of encouragement, uh, and definitely for you all um, holding us up as this has definitely been a trying time for for the family. But we thank God that uh, we know that Mother Ada is in a better place, that she is in a place where she doesn't have to worry about any more pain. Uh, going through any uh, unnecessary suffering, but she is definitely resting in the arms of God, and that alone is enough for us to be happy and excited about. Um, We still want to extend a warm welcome and an invitation to all our listeners to come through to House of Deliverance Ministries uh, on this up on this fourth Sunday of uh, January. Um, not sure right off the top of my head what the date is, but fourth Sunday of this month at 10 a.m. Uh, at 3039 Fair Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina. We will be having our service. Um, again, our services are every fourth Sunday uh, until God says otherwise. And our services do begin at 10 a.m. Um, we are... Uh, definitely one of those churches that takes all precautions. We wear our masks, we, we hand sanitize, and we do check temperatures of everyone who enters the building. So um, we definitely would love to see your face in the place. And if uh, God leads you in our direction, the doors are definitely open and we are more uh, more uh, um, than excited to see you come through the doors to enjoy Jesus with us, to celebrate life, to celebrate God's greatness, 
and to praise him right along with us. Uh, we, we definitely will say that we do not have dry services um, between our bishop and our evangelists and our elders and every other saint that is in that place. We don't believe in having a dry service. So if you come into our service, I guarantee that you will not leave the same way that you came. Um, so we do extend our invitation to you guys, as we do every week, to come and enjoy uh, service with us, if you're free, on the fourth Sunday of this month. But with all of that being said, I know you guys said this is one of the longest intros that this brother has ever given us. So let me slide out of the way so that we can slide into our podcast for this Sunday. Uh, as always, we definitely have a hot one, have a lot of good music and an amazing word. So sit back, relax, throw your feet up for as long as you can. If you need to slide across your kitchen floor, your bathroom floor, your living room floor, put them church socks on, get your praise on, because when I tell you, this is going to be a good one. Prepare yourself now. I'm trying to give you a warning ahead of time. Let's get into the service. You got to call the only name that matters. And tell them the only name that matters is Jesus. Now come on, throw your head back and holler, Jesus! Jesus! Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! Glory to God. Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you.
this room. Come on, somebody open your mouth and give them a shabbat. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Listen. I remember growing up in church and the church had a certain sound. I think we should take it back to the old time way. Come on y'all, let's sing it.
And when they drew nigh into Jerusalem and were come to Bethage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. For in a man say aught unto you, ye shall see the Lord have need of them, and straightway he will send them. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt and a foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to speak to you for a few moments. Uh, I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, tied up for a purpose. Tell your neighbor I can't move Can't do nothing about it But I'm tied up for a purpose Oh, hallelujah I'm sorry I'm tired in my body But I felt a lap right there in the Holy Ghost I'm tied up I'm tied up I'm tied up for a purpose Did you, you know you know, so there's something about our God. We know he's immutable. He's sovereign. Um, nothing happens in the earth realm without it going by God. Uh, some deists will lift to us. Uh, some theists will say to us that God is a supreme being in existence. But after his creation of the earth, he stands back off of it. And he leaves the culmination of what will take place uh, to those people who are in the earth. And I do believe uh, that we do have uh, uh, some sort of responsibility that what happens to us, I believe that the world we live in is partially the world we create with the words that come forth out of our mouth. But I do believe that we are partners with God in our destiny and that everything happens uh, by God's divine purpose. Nothing is by chance or coincidence. As a matter of fact, I believe that in God's omniscience, his all-knowing, his, his, his constant, full, encompassing knowledge, he knew that you would be here this morning and that you would be sitting where you're sitting. Now, you may have thought you decided this morning you were coming to the ramp, but God already knew it. Tell your neighbor, God knew you were going to be here. He, he, he already knew, and there's some things he set in place and he set in place. That's why it becomes amusing to me in our vernacular of church sometime when we say things like, I'm so glad I found Jesus. I'm, you know, I'm so glad I found Jesus in time. And I'm so glad I found him. And that I understand what you mean when you say that in your salvation experience. That means you came to a place of illumination where you realize who God was and you accepted and received him. But to say we found him is to make an implication that Jesus was lost. And I want to tell you, he's never been lost. <laughs> Uh, so in, in you choosing him, it's really a response uh, that he chose you. And so you choose him out of response. In other words, it's like God played a game of tag with us. He tagged us. And then now we felt uh, the essence of his touch. And it makes us want to go after him. Paul says that now that I may go after to apprehend that, that I have been apprehended of. Tell your neighbor, I'm a God chaser. 
and, and, and me being a God chaser, I have to be honest with you. Uh, in, in me, that is my flesh, the apostle says, lie no good thing. There's nothing in me that wants God unless God does it. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? That everything in me seeks out self-gratification. Uh, everything in me is hedonistic. It's looking for self-pleasure, fulfillment. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to die. I don't want to do for others. Come on, y'all be honest with me. Um, no, no, that's nothing that is so any good thing about you. Tell your neighbor, it's God. A lot of times we take too much credit for ourselves, but any, any good thing, the Bible says, even after we've done all things to do right, our righteousness is as what filthy rags. And so uh, God chose us and he chose us for a sp specific purpose and for a specific time. You could have been born at any time in history, but God specifically fixed it that you would come forth at this time. Now, I want to lift to you that um, that your parents may uh, not have considered you coming forth and maybe you were not planned and you were not a planned pregnancy. Some of you are what you call a surprise. Um, but I want you to know that you didn't take God by surprise. Uh, you're supposed to be here. You, you are not. I want to lift to you that you're not your parents idea. You're God's idea. And that's why everything that took place around, uh, around the fertilization of the egg after being penetrated by the sperm, after all the stuff that taken place up until even now, some of you survived a treacherous womb situation and circumstance. And some of you went through your adolescent years and the enemy did everything he could to sabotage your destiny. But some way, somehow you made it through things that other people never came forth out of. Tell your neighbor for a reason. For a reason, for a reason, God has a plan. And so we eavesdrop on the conversation and the dialogue between God and Jeremiah. And God says to Jeremiah, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, I already knew you. I need you to look, put your hand in your neighbor's hand and look at him and tell him I find peace in the fact. God knows everything about me. No, no, I don't know. I find peace about it because a lot of times I try to talk myself out of what God said. Because a lot of times God is calling me to do something that I feel like that's greater than my ability. And even though it's a great thing and I can desire to do it, I feel like my flaws and the fallacies of my walk a lot of times would discount and disqualify me from being able to fulfill that task. But I want to lift to you today that he does not call the qualified, but he qualifies those that he calls. I find peace in the fact to know that God knows everything about me. He knows my strengths and he knows my weaknesses. He knows every proclivity. He knows my propensity to fall to silly things and be distracted by crazy stuff. He, know, he knows how I have ADHD or ADD or one of the D's with the A's and any kind of combination where I can be in one conversation with one person and then start another conversation with another person. And out of all of the stuff he knows about me, he still chooses to use me. And we ought to praise God right now because out of all, I know, really, come on. No, really, you ought to praise him. Because he still got a plan for your life. Come on, you really ought to praise him. Because the last thing you did didn't shut down your future. Come on, you really, you really ought to praise him for the stuff that other the church people don't know about. You really stuff your mama, you may not ever tell her. Come on, you ought to give God a praise. Tell your neighbor, he knows about it and he didn't change his mind about me. Oh, glory. Peace. 
people say they love you and they don't know you. You hear me? People say they love you and they don't know you. All they did was go through your Facebook pictures and they say, I love you. But tell your neighbor, I'm more than a picture. I'm more than this outfit. I'm more than this makeup. I'm more than this suit. I'm more than this necktie. There's a me that you know. There's a me that I know. And there's a me that God knows. And God loves all of me. That's what blows my mind. That's what blows my mind. You don't, when you fill out an application, they will tell you, if you have any felonies or any prior convictions, list them here. It's, they have another paragraph that says, put your past job history. There are some former job histories we don't write down. <laughs> Come on, be real. There's something because you don't want them to call that place. I don't want you to call that supervisor. So we're going to act as though I've never been there. <laughs> but God says, I'm looking at your resume. I see all of your convictions and you are guilty. I'm looking at your past resume and I see the places you were fired from because you didn't meet the requirements and he says, I still want you. I still want to use you. And that's why I don't understand grand people who come to church and cross their arms as though they're doing God a favor. There's some of us know that our past resume says we don't deserve to be in anybody's church, singing in anybody's choir, but thanks be to God. Oh. Woo. I need you to touch three people tell them I don't supposed to be here I really don't supposed to be here I look better than what I've been through I look better than what I was in I don't supposed to that's why I don't I don't entertain conversations with people that like the dog folk out I know some of y'all love gossip. You love a good juicy story. But see, sometimes when you're trying to bring gossip to folk, you don't know who you're gossiping to. Because sometimes it just tells me what I can trust you with. Because sometimes the thing you're bringing to me is stuff that I was in and stuff that I used to do. Let, oh, y'all, y'all, why y'all looking at me? You better take down your halo for a minute. How many can testify that everybody can't handle your whole testimony? But it was the grace of God. I thank God for the blood. I need somebody. Get the people to just start shouting for the blood. Just start. I push somebody. Tell him he covered me. He covered me. That's all you Oh, yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Let me properly exegete this text. But I need you to jump. I need at least twenty people to dance for fifteen seconds for what God covered. You got seven seconds left to dance with that. Overtime. It really could have been bad, but he.
Turn around and look at somebody tell them you have no idea. Tell them I was tied up before a purpose. Hey, I was tied up before a purpose. I was wrapped up. I was tied up for a purpose. Y'all be seated. David said, David said, blot out. He said, blot out my train. Blot it out. Blot, blot it out. See, an eraser is our modern day inventions. Won't no eraser in the biblical times. If that was an error, if that was an error, the error was corrected with a blot out. <laughs> See, you didn't go back. You didn't have an eraser. It wasn't a word processor, Microsoft Word document where you just backspace. Because there's some things you did, you just can't backspace on it. Come on, how, how many of y'all wish there was just a delete button? Come on. But there's some things that are written you can't backspace. And the only way you're going to get over it, it's got to be blotted out. David said, blot out my transgressions. But the only thing about blotting out, when something has been blotted out, there's an indication there's something under it. But one thing about it, it ain't erased so you can't trace it. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell you, your neighbor, you can't trace it, but I'm covered. Blotted it out with he blotted it out with his own blood. Blotted out with his own blood. He didn't call you once you got saved. I'm coming to talk to somebody in here. You just smoke weed all weekend. I come to talk to you right now. Come, come on, it's just real. God, God has been talking to you all weekend. He doesn't call you once you get saved. He calls you before you get saved. You can't even come to him unless he calls for you. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God that draws you. Hey, like Zerubbabel laying in his bed and can't sleep. Anybody ever been there where the Holy Ghost was pulling on you and you couldn't sleep? You couldn't rest. You couldn't shake it until you got it right with God. And that's why there's somebody been sitting here and you've been contemplating the whole service. How you going to get out of here? But every time you think I get up when the choir sing, but you're still here. I get up the next time they shout because I know they're going to shout again. But you're still here because God got you planted in that seat today. Because God want me to tell you, you've been tied up, but you've been tied up for a purpose. It took all of that to get you to here. Yes, the last five years is about this moment. And God. God is getting ready to reveal to you your calling. He's getting ready to reveal to you your purpose. You got a destiny in God. If you were going to die, you would have died last year in the mess that you were in. But God told me to tell you, he kept you alive for such a time as this. He kept you alive for a purpose. I wish I had 50 people in here that would start praising God for the providence of God, for the reservation of God, for the preservation of God. Point to somebody, tell them he kept you alive for a purpose. How, how many can testify that there were some things 
that could have took you out of here in the last two years for a purpose. Glory be to God. Minister Brittany is like a sister to me. Her children are my niece and nephew. And we're very close. And I know she hears from God. I know she has a connection with God. And I never get her husband, who's the chairman of our deacon board, he's ushering today. I never forget when he went to the Battle of the Bands when they were in the college, when they were in North Carolina A&T in Greensboro. And I never forget she kept telling him, she says, I don't feel right about it. You ought not go. You ought not go. He went, he's like, ah, oh. they were just girlfriend and boyfriend at the time. She didn't have the wife pool. That day. She didn't have the wife pool. He went and Dean Smith ended up in a snowstorm and they ended up in a car accident that broke his skull into places he couldn't walk. Doctor said if he, if he made it out. Oh, glory. I, when, when I got to the hospital, I know y'all probably tired of hearing this story, but I'm going I'm to tell it. I'm going to be an old man saying, give me the mic because I'm going to tell it. I'm going to keep telling it because I got to keep reminding that the devil, he missed again. <laughs> ah, glory be to God. Then I got to the hospital in South Carolina and they said, said, uh, Said uh, his parents says, uh, 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 Pastor Young, I wasn't even a pastor at the time, but I was uh, an evangelist, and Calon traveled with me, and they said we don't want you to go back there. I said, what you mean? They says it's going to be traumatic. We don't want you to go back there. You're not going to recognize him. He's not the person who traveled with you. you you're not going to want to go back. I said, listen, I'm going back there. I've come down. I, I'm going to come back there and speak life. And hell, I went back there, and I did not recognize him. They says, if he make it out, he could be a vegetable for the rest of his life. If he make it out, he'll never walk again. and He may not ever know anybody if he make it out. Glory be to God. So, mm. but the reason why he couldn't die, because God had a purpose. Not only did he make it out, he made it out knowing his name. He made it out and went back to college and graduated. He not only did he make it out but he made it out to marry his wife not only did he make it out but he made it out to have two kids not only did he make it out he made it out to be a deacon and every time I see him run around the church I say he made it out to give God praise he made it out to give God praise he made it out to give God praise I dare you to make noise for a miracle It could have been the other way. But tell your neighbor you can't die. There's a promise over your head. You can't be destroyed. You are part of the purpose of God. Grab somebody by the hand, tell them you are a part of the purpose of God. So, y'all be seated. I'm almost finished. I get to Zechariah and Matthew very quickly. The Bible, so, uh, so just about a, about a month ago, when we had to go to Chicago. And um, I asked Minister Brittany to cut my hair before we left. And she was talking to us out. She's like, y'all, y'all all not go. I don't feel right about y'all going. And I knew she was serious, but I knew I had to go. And uh, I had a flight 
But I thought the flight would be canceled, so I needed to be there, and I didn't want Deacon Johnson them to be on the road, and I'm on an airplane. So I said, we're going to all just ride it. We got in this SUV and loaded it down like we, was, like we was back down in the country going to a picnic or something. I mean, we loaded it down. And we were on the road in the middle of the night and driving over ice the whole time, driving over ice. And, when, and we ended up in uh, West Virginia. Uh, and then uh, I think I said, I'll drive. And when we started getting to Ohio, um, I saw, uh, we ran into a blizzard. And it happened so quickly because at first it was just snow flurries. The more we get, the snow kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And after a while, snow was covering the road, but the traffic was still flowing. And so we were just flowing with the traffic. But after a while, it was so much snow. Hey, glory be to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It was so much snow that we couldn't see too far in front of us. And all of a sudden, a white car that we had saw earlier in the day come flying past us wide open. And this car came past us at speeds just though like the weather was a sunny day, but too fast for a good day. And it passed us, and when it passed us, it went flying past us. I looked at uh, Minister Justin, and I said, somebody want to have an accident. And when we got closer, we saw that a tractor trailer had jackknifed in the middle of the highway. And this car went and went up under that tractor trailer. And the top of the car was torn off. And all of a sudden, I started putting on brakes. And I said, Jesus. I thank God because I know the access and the power of the name of Jesus. I didn't have time. We didn't have time to pray out there. We just said, Jesus. But there was a hush that came over the car. And nobody screamed, nobody yelled. And all I started saying, and when I started putting on brakes, the whole car started sliding toward the car that was under the tractor trailer. And I said, I said, everything is all right. Everything is all right. I was just yelling. Everything is all right. And right at the moment when we should have piled into that car, the Ome Shepherd seat, excuse me, tongues been interpreted. God got a hold of the wheel and turned that car around and went around the tractor trailer. Why? Because God had a purpose. God had a need you to point to somebody and tell them it's illegal for God to bring you out and you not praise him it's illegal some of you you owe God a praise for the last thing he brought you out it's illegal you work in a job that you don't supposed to have you living in a house you don't supposed to have you're going to a college you don't supposed to be in it's illegal for you to Come out of it tonight. I, I need you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, this is back time praise. Come on, give them some back time praise. Come on, give them some back time. Give them some back time praise for some stuff you forgot about. You asking for more, but give them some back time. Lord, I just want to thank you, Jesus. Somebody tell them, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just want to thank you for keeping my family together. Lord, I just want to thank you for this piece of car to drive. Lord, I just want to... Th- thank you. Woo. 
Thank you. Oh, shut up. Hey. Somebody shout for a purpose. For please be seated. For a purpose. Zechariah prophesied and said that the Messiah, our Joshua, Jesus, Jesus, the Christo, Yeshua, he would come forth. But a sign that when he comes forth, even though he would be the king of kings and the Lord of lords, even though he would have made the world and the world was made by him, he would come in Jerusalem riding on mediocre accommodations. That's why they missed him. Because if the Lord of glory would come down in the earth realm, if he would be our, our Messiah, that one that would come that the prophets spoke of, that would finally, after of generations being under the influence of Philistines, Babylonians, Assyrians, Persians, now Romans, now finally, our king will come and rescue us, raise up an army and deliver us. So if he should come, he would definitely come on a stallion, mighty chariots. But our Jesus, glory be to God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Humbled himself and came obedient even to the death of the cross. Mediocre accommodation. Like a regular man. It, it don't fit the story. It don't fit the, the movies. He wasn't walking around with a halo. And he didn't, he didn't speak like Shakespeare. It wasn't the, the tone of his voice. It was the anointing in his voice. See, some people are addicted to style. And style comes from our personality. Everybody don't preach like me. It's just my style. It's just who I am. But don't get style mixed up with anointing. Because you don't have to yell to be anointed. I ain't got no help here. And just because I yell don't mean I'm not anointed. Your style is connected to who you are. It's connected to your culture. So Jesus wasn't walking around with a halo and walking like he was walking on clouds to the point the Bible says that Judas even had to kiss him to identify him. Isaiah said he wouldn't be nothing fancy to look at. Hey, glory be to God. But when he comes in, he ain't coming like y'all think. He's come. Zechariah said, ooh, glory be to God. I need you to speak to the person beside you. Tell him, don't underestimate what I'm carrying. See, sometimes sometime we size up people by what they look like. Mm. But you don't know what they're carrying. Sometimes the most expensive gifts are in small boxes. Don't, oh, don't, don't underestimate what I'm carrying. See, a lot of times you think you got people sized up. And I, let me tell you something. You don't. You, tell your neighbor, you don't know what I'm carrying. Now, I hope, now, I hope y'all ain't carrying too much in here today. Just, 
Because if you carrying something, I want you to know we got somebody here carrying something too for you. Jesus. If the Holy Ghost don't knock you out, we got something that we want in Jesus' name. Sometimes we feel like we have people sized up and we know them. You know, I, I, I told them at the bridge this morning, uh, uh, you know, I, I grew up uh, in flea markets and yard sales and I like to buy clothes. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hobby. Maybe it's a bad hobby, but it is. Uh, I, I like, uh, when we started the church, I bought all the men their first suit. Uh, when we started the church, don't, don't come to me now. I, that was when we started the church. It was just a handful of us. Uh, I worked in clothing. So I worked in, I worked in clothing for, for many years before we started the church. And, um, I, sometimes I travel because the stores are limited in Lynchburg. I'll, I'll pick up stuff or I'll get stuff offline. Or I like to get clothes in Europe when I'm in Europe and London and different places. And so I said all that to say this. <laughs> Uh, this fancy suit I got on a day, $7 from the Goodwill. $1.50. You ain't got no help here. And a flower I stole from somebody at the church for free. Hallelujah. It's not what it always looks like. And sometimes we think we got everything sized up. So don't underestimate what's on the inside of somebody. Just because of what they look like on the outside. Sometimes we have prejudged people, but we don't know their story. Mm. Jesus is coming, but he's not coming like you think he's coming. Glory be to God. Zacharias, he's coming on a cult and, and, and an ass that's been tied up. And if scripture comes to be fulfilled in Matthew chapter 21, when it's time for Jesus to come into Jerusalem, and he tells the disciples, he said, I want y'all to go outside of the city. And you're going to find a donkey tied up outside of the city. This donkey has never come inside. Because this donkey has always been outside. I come to speak to somebody who's always been an outsider. You don't have to be a part of the group for God to use you. You don't have to be the favorite person in the clique for God to use you. When God gets ready to use you, he's going to use the strange you. Yes, to you that everybody say you're a little different, you're a little crazy, you're a little bit off. Sometimes you got to be off with people so you can be on with God. I need all the strange people to shout back at me. Come on now, if you didn't shout, it may be a problem. Because if you're strange and you don't know it, you're really strange. Sometimes we find ourselves trying to go with the flock, trying to roll with the crowd. You don't know who you are unless you know who you are outside of the group that you associate with. Uh oh, y'all shut down on here. Some of us, our whole identity is connected to the people we hang around. So if those people ever decide they're going to walk out of our lives, all of a sudden we'll have, we'll be in a twisted state. But let me tell you something. I love you, baby, but being with you is not who I am. If you decide to walk, guess what? You're going to walk, but I'm still going to survive. I wish I had a help here. I love my church, but my identity is greater than my church. I love my family, but my identity is greater than my family. Who I am did not start with who I'm with. Who I am started with who I came from. And my identity comes from God. I am who God said.
wish I could preach good for y'all today. Did you hear what I said? I am who God says I am. Uh, tell your neighbor, I'm discovering who I am. You, you have to discover because there's some of you, there are untapped places on the inside of you. Untapped potential. And if you ever, oh God, if you ever tap into the fullness of who God called you to be, you're going to be unstoppable. If you ever take, tell your neighbor, there's more in you. There, there's, come on, shake somebody's hand and speak it in the Holy Ghost. Tell them there's more in you. And I'm, I'm asking God to wake up every gift in you. I'm asking God to wake up every vision in you. I'm asking God to stir up your anointing. I'm praying that you're going to write songs you've never heard before. You're going to write books you've never read before. There's more in you. You're not a C student. You're an A student. I struggle. You don't supposed to be renting. You're supposed to be only you're not just an employer you are an employee and i would there's more in you come from you still in that mediocre position standing low to power but god is calling you to the palace push somebody tell them there's more in you stop procrastinating stop being lazy lift up your head from low self-esteem there's more in you you have survived for a purpose you are here for a purpose now you imagine this donkey had to look at everybody else going in have you ever been the person watching everybody else go in nobody's riding him nobody's using him all the other donkeys are going on in the city but when Jesus got ready to ride in. I imagine they said, Jesus, you can have this. Jesus, you can ride this. You can ride this. Jesus said, no. For what I'm getting ready to do, I need something from the outside. Ooh, let me go. Let me get out of here. I got two. Maybe I preached this at one of the other services. Listen, what I'm getting ready to do, I need to use somebody that haven't been contaminated. What I'm getting ready to do, I need to use somebody that's not tainted and think they already know everything and they already know how it should be done. I want somebody untamed. They don't know protocol and they don't know who to call, but they just want to be used. I need somebody that may not know hermeneutics and all of the other ludics, but they know they want God. They want God to be glorified. Them, them. So, if the blessing is that when God sends the disciples after the donkey he was there the sad thing if God sends for you but you're not in the place that you're supposed to be I know some of you said you're waiting on God well why are you waiting on God make sure you maintain what God is looking for when he comes. Do you understand? See, some of us, we get anxious. And instead of waiting, we want to get untied. I want to live my life. Shoot, I'm sitting right here waiting. I want to live my, everybody else going in. I'm going to go in too. But do you want to be rode by Joe? Or do you want to be rode by Jesus? I ain't got no help here. Some, some of us are, some of us are, are, are trying to go before God because we get tired and we feel like we're going to miss a moment. Then God said, I have you tied up for a purpose.
for a greater purpose. I'm holding you back for a purpose. I got you in reserve. And having you in reserve is not rejection. (laughs) Having you in reserve is really protection. I'm protecting you. I'm holding you back for a greater moment. All right, you guys, we've made it to the end of another podcast and we hope and pray that you guys have received something from it on this week. Uh, We definitely thank you guys for taking time out of your busy schedules to listen to our podcast, tuning in each and every Sunday. Um, And again, I appreciate you guys' words of encouragement and uh, just letting me know that you are enjoying what it is that you're hearing. Um, uh, Even throughout the week, I get messages from uh, some of our listeners let me know, hey man, that was a hot one. That was right on time. I needed that. Uh, so uh, it definitely makes me want to uh, continue to give you guys as much good content as I possibly can. And uh, I'm definitely thankful and grateful that God gave us this uh, this tool to use uh, to reach out to all of uh, our saints and friends just to give each other um, some type of encouragement because we all know that there are times um, we're not able to make it into a sanctuary, so to speak, um, to uh, be in the presence of other saints and friends, to um, fellowship together, and to be able to have a live service. So um, this is our way of having fellowship, even though we're not technically in the same place at the same time but i feel as though this podcast is being used to bring us all together um, and giving us an opportunity to still fellowship even though we might not be in the same building but we're all on one accord so in that sense we are still having fellowship one with the other Um, and we thank you guys for tuning in and for listening um Again, we want to remind you guys of our fourth Sunday service um, beginning at 10 a.m. 3039 Thoroughfare Road here in Goldsboro, North Carolina, uh, where our bishop, uh, Pernell Faison, um, is the pastor of our church. Um, and uh, we definitely uh, know that he will give you exactly what God gives to him to give to you. So, uh, if you come, trust and believe, um, you won't leave the same as you can and exactly what you came out looking for. Uh, we are confident that God will give you, um, whenever you come and visit us. Uh, so we always try to give that invitation, put it out there to, uh, just let you guys know, uh, we will be more, uh, more than happy to see you come in and fellowship with us. Uh, whenever you have an opportunity Um, to all of our saints and friends uh, we thank you we love you we appreciate you um, and we are looking forward to coming back on next Sunday with another piping hot fresh out of the oven got that good icing on it podcast yeah I know y'all ready for it I know I know Uh, I'm ready to give it to you 
So um, it is my intention to, to, to uh, try to have the podcast prepared on next Sunday so that I can give it to you guys as early in the day as possible. So you guys pray for me. Pray for me so I can get this thing situated. Uh, I know you don't mind getting it in the afternoon, but uh, sometimes I try to give it to you guys as early as I can to try to give you that Sunday morning we in the sanctuary type feel. So uh, I will try my hardest to get it to you guys as early as I can on next week. And uh, we look forward to you guys tuning in. So until then, know that we love you. We're praying for you. Um, God loves you. uh, And uh, we will be coming back with another hot one on next week. So until then, we will see you on the other side.
we've officially stepped into overflow. Let's keep going.
Jesus were in jail. And they decided to pray and sing praises. And the Bible said the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. It doesn't say that they participated. It just says the prisoners heard them. Hold on. The Bible says the prisoners heard them. And because of their praise, everybody got free. You have the power. I think somebody got it. Produce a praise that heaven can respond to. And what happens? The chains are break. The shackles are fall. Don't be free. Snatch it out. Snatch it out with your praise. to meet me on the floor right here come on 